Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Twin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear that sound, you know what time it is. It is Attitude Era Live Time on 89.1 Ken's FM. And we have a big show tonight, as always, with us back uh, back from uh, a phone hiatus is Granny Hawkster. How are you? I'm wonderful, Icon. Looking for a great show here on Ken's 89.1 FM. And uh, we have uh, Matthias with us. How are you, sir? Well, as always, after a uh, long work week, a nice relaxing weekend, and unfortunately no wrestling to be involved, I'm ready for another great show here on 89.1, Ken's FM. Well, I'll tell you what, we do have a big show. Uh, in the second hour of tonight's episode, uh, we have uh, Ronald Rossman and a special guest that he's bringing with us, but... Uh, we have, from time to time here on uh, 89.1 Ken's FM, as you all know, we sometimes have in-studio guests, and tonight is no exception. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to uh, bring the uh, mic up for these guys, and uh, uh, can you guys hear me all right? Yes. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to have you introduce yourselves. I'll point to you, then you can introduce yourselves. And then uh, we'll talk a little roller derby. Uh, we'll talk about some rules and regs and all the other good stuff. Then we'll talk about what you guys got coming up. And then we'll do a roundtable. I have Granny ask you a few questions because I know that uh, back in the day she was a real good roller skatist, if that's a word. And uh, Matthias apparently... Uh, he he's more of a ring guy, but uh he can probably hit the uh the uh, the track as well uh on the roller skating uh tour, I guess you guys could say. So first off, um uh, uh this guy I've known for geez, how long have we known each other? Uh, it's been a few years. A few years. And wh- what is your name, sir? Uh well my derby name is Calcutta. Calcutta and next to you is My Derby name is Rugby. And next to you is? And I'm the artichoker. All right, the artichoker. So what you guys will have to do is, uh, as uh, anybody can answer the questions, we will have individual questions for you as well. Uh, just kind of pull the mic towards you so we can, uh, you know, do this. And, uh, you know, uh, we are live on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we are on the cool, in the coolest radio studio uh, that any man tape could ever have right here. So, first off, let's talk a little bit of roller derby. Who has been on the uh, team the longest? I think I have. I have uh, started probably about 10 years ago on and off with a couple babies in between. Uh, so, I guess you t- uh, what they, I guess in the roller derby sense, they call that a nine-month injury or something like that? Yes, that is correct. The DL list. Is <laughs> And uh, as you guys know, uh, I've been involved uh, with the roller derby since uh, you guys began back in the Civic Center, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. All right. And uh, let's see, you uh, you would be the second tenured town, right? Yep, yep. I, I would be. I started in, uh, let's see, fall of 2013. 
And uh, when uh, the last event I was at, which I thought was really cool, you I believe you were uh, either Obi Wan Kenobi or Qui Gon Jinn, if I could, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep, that was our uh, our our boat of this world. It had a uh, space theme to it, and uh, you know, like you said, it's got some lying around, so we'll throw it on. Why not? Well, you know, uh, the owner of our station, uh, he's a big Star Wars guy, right. and uh, I'm sure he might uh, he might ask a few questions about that later on. Uh, but first off, uh, let's talk a little roller derby. Uh, now, you guys have been doing this, uh, I guess you said, for 10 years, right? Yep. And uh, how did you uh, all get involved with uh, the roller derby? Well, I was out one night, and I, um, I uh, saw these girls come in, and I thought they just looked so cool. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to be cool. They're like, yeah, we're, like, starting a new class, freshman class, you should join. And the next thing I know, I'm, like, spending money on, like, skates and pads, and I haven't put on roller skates since middle school. So I guess I was hooked from the start. So now, uh, for those of the, uh, our fans that are listening that, de- that don't know, uh, you, you, you mentioned a fresh meat. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, they go down to the supermarket and uh, buy a slab of meat, right? What does fresh meat mean? Fresh meat just means uh, new skaters. Uh, it's just fresh meat for the wolves, basically, where uh, we train them up. We, if, you, if you don't know how to skate, we'll show you how to skate. Uh, we'll teach you how to hit eventually once you know how to skate. And, uh, yeah, then we'll, we'll get you in there and we'll get you playing. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I uh, I have always wanted to learn how to skate. I know how to fall down. That's and, important. Uh, I believe, Matthias, you know how to take a fall as well, don't you? Yeah, let's not even go into that. Uh, he also likes to land on a uh, uh, table full of thumbtacks, so he knows how to take a fall. Excellent. And, uh, uh, Granny, I know you're there with us. Uh, it, it's Granny's oh, yeah. birthday today. Well, happy birthday. I have no... Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm 60 today. I'm very proud of it, but I have no problem falling. I just don't. I just can't stand up on the skates very well. But I've been to a few roller derby shows in my days, and you know, I, I like. I mean, before we've gotten the name of Granny Holster, you know. So, but I always enjoy roller derby. I think it's pretty cool to watch. Okay. All right. So I think I got that figured out. All right. So now let's uh, talk a little uh, roller derby. Then we'll uh, then we'll do a roundtable. We'll ask some questions about what's going on. And uh, so now uh, I've, uh, like I say, I've been uh, involved as a. Um, uh, I guess what do you what would you say my title is a. Uh, Non-skater? Non-skating official. Yeah. An NSO. An NSO, right. Uh, I, uh, if you guys can teach me how to skate, you guys, I, I'm actually might take you guys up on that. If you guys can teach me how to skate, uh, I would, uh, uh, a miracle might have happened. Well, miracles have happened. So now, uh, as, as an NSO, I usually do, uh, I usually do the water. I've done, um, uh, officiating, well, not officiating, but I've done timekeeping mm-hmm. and a whole lot of other stuff. But uh, now let's kind of talk a little bit about uh, uh, how uh, uh, roller derby here in Fargo formed. Uh, now, you guys, uh, you guys uh, hear about uh, like a flyer, like want, like something like a message, like, hey, start a league in your area or something. How, how did that come about? Well, uh, I think it. 
it kind of got a revival back some years ago in the 90s, I think, down in Texas. And it kind of grew from there, kind of spread through the country, around the world, actually. Um, and, yeah, and eventually it kind of got up here to Fargo, and uh, a, group of, a group of folks just got it going and uh, kind of grew and grew, and here we are today. And uh, now let's kind of uh, go a little bit about... Um, uh, for those of for those of our that are listening that have never heard of the roller derby, uh, kind of take us through about uh, scoring and uh, what it takes to win an event. Okay, so there is uh, five people on a team on the track, and the track is laid out in a um, oblong track, and um, there are four jammers and. Or four blockers and one jammer for each team. And the whole point is the jammers are trying to get through the blockers, and that is like we call that the initial pass. And once they get through, then they can start scoring points by passing the opposing blockers um, at the hip, and that plays for points. And then all the blockers are trying to do is stop that jammer and help their jammer get through as well. Now, when they uh, now you mentioned trying to stop the uh, the jammer. Now, uh, it's 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 illegal to tackle uh, a skater. You can't throw an elbow. Uh, you can't do anything like that, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of rules on that, and I got called on a lot of that stuff this weekend. So. Really. Yeah. I mean, it was only my third game, so uh, still new to it. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of safety rules, which is good. So we all come home with no broken bones or anything. So so there's no, like, throwing elbows and uh, slapping and any of that stuff, right? None of that. We all hang out afterwards, too. It's, it's friendly. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, uh, you know, you mentioned the early 90s, uh, and I, well, I believe it was maybe the late 80s, early 90s. There used to be uh, on uh, KBRR TV, there used to be, like, uh, a roller derby event and uh, you know, I remember they had like the like a high there was like a high point of the track, and you know, people were getting clotheslined out of the uh, out of the playing field. Everything that stuff doesn't happen anymore either, does it? Well, no. I mean, there's no you don't really find bank tracks anymore. It's all flat track. Uh, and but you know, in the wild, you know, we can't throw elbows or anything, but you know, you can throw shoulders, you can throw hips, uh, you can throw your body in, into the other person, uh, but. Yeah, and I'd say, um, especially in the last 10 years, it's become very um, much more athletic, more than a show. So you can see people are starting to dress more as uh, cohesively in, like, jerseys and stuff, and um, compared to, like, all the flair that it used to be. But people still are able to um, express themselves and stuff that way as well. And uh, how long are the matches usually? Oh, two halves, uh, 30 minutes apiece. Uh, you know, there's about 10, 15 minutes halftime in between. So, now but, is is it a running clock? Or? Running clock. Yep. Yep. Unless there's a you know situation for a timeout or something, but yep, it usually lasts about hour, hour and a half. And uh, you guys obviously have all eight shows, right? You can bring the whole family out and enjoy this. Absolutely, bring them all. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, have some questions, and I'm going to uh, ask some more about. Uh, uh, roll the derby in the upcoming event that you got because that's what we're here to promote. Uh, now, Granny, I, I I know that you mentioned back in the day that you loved to roller skate, but uh, you know now that uh, you have that cane, you, they don't make a 
escape for the cane. But uh, what do you have for our guests, the roller derby uh, folks? Well, uh, welcome to our show. I really don't like to roller skate, Icon. I never have. I've never been very good at it. I just My ankles aren't strong enough. But I always like to watch <laughs> roller derby. I remember being at a few shows where I almost had a couple people that when they got thrown over the little banister or ring thing, I almost had them land in my lap a few times. But that was kind of fun. But, um yeah, and anybody can answer the answer this question. I don't care who answers it because I don't have a particular person I really. But what has been one of your most? I want to say interesting uh, roller derby matches that you've been that you all have been a part of. Actually, all, all you guys can answer that. That sounds like cool because I know that you guys have all had different experiences. Yeah, I'd say we. Uh, a couple of years before, a couple of years ago, before the pandemic, we had gone out to Montana for a tournament out there. It was two days. We drove like 16 hours, and we get there, and the, all their players are like a good foot taller than us. We were getting knocked in the head, and we had a couple of concussions, and it was a rough game. It was also wow. about 50 degrees in the venue that day. So. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was. It was, it was no like, air conditioning? No, it was like mid May, and they'd just gotten done with winter, and uh, it was in Bozeman. Wow. And, yeah, it was chilly, and there's the horse, the horse egg expo barn. So. <laughs> so they, so basically, uh, they they tried to uh, steam you guys out before the match, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now let me ask you this. Now, uh, since it was that warm in there. Uh, did they allow you guys to have water? Did they cut off your water supply, too? Oh, no, it wasn't warm. It was cold. It was like 50 degrees. Oh, oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, well, yeah, cold yeah. like hot. So. They were freezing. <laughs> it always hurts when you get when, when you get hit when it's cold. <laughs> so, now, let me ask you this. Like, like the temperature we have here in the studio right now would be ideal for a match, right? Yeah, that would be pretty good. There you go. See, now, see, see he's a Star Wars guy. Absolutely. Uh, he dresses up as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is our cool. owner, by the way. Excellent. Yeah. And That's every cool. time he comes to the studio, that helps us uh, renew us another month of our contract. <laughs> Glad we can help. So, uh, now, Matthias, I know that you love uh, to uh, get physical, and, and I don't think you could take any of these guys here, but what do you have for our guests, uh, the Roller Derby? Well, as uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as we're as you already know, I am the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare. North Dakota's number one heel. Yeah, what would he be great on the track, guys? With that, with that kind of moniker, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've been a professional wrestler for upwards of ten years now. I'm a current EWI Diamond and APW World Heavyweight Champion in the ring. Um, I guess Icon pretty much took all of my questions because uh, he was kind of going back and forth about the roller derby and stuff. And then, of course, Granny took the uh, what's the most interesting uh, things you guys have ever been a part of. Um, I guess I would say was when you were first starting up in the art of roller derby, whether it be like training to skate or just playing the game in general, what was one of the more difficult uh, processes you guys have ever had to be a part of? Well, I actually broke my leg twice, so <laughs> that was probably the most interesting what, part there. It, what, was it the same leg? It was the same leg. I shouldn't have come back so quick. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, 
no, no. Okay, now when you get injured on the, uh, they obviously they obviously stop the the thing for. Uh, now is there's there's ambulance in places there or? Uh, well, yeah, during the, I, I got injured in training, but yeah, if this was during a game, yeah, we we have medics. Uh, that's requirement uh, right there. Um, if it comes to where you need an ambulance, we'll get that going. Uh, they'll take care of that. Um, yeah, absolutely. We go. We try. There's things. Stuff happens, you know, but we try to minimize the risk and the danger as much as we can. Now, uh, have any of you gals uh, sustained any injuries? I don't think anything more than a couple bumps and big bruises, but I've seen some broken bones and concussions and stuff like that. So we've been pretty lucky. Yeah, I haven't gotten hurt yet either, but uh, like I said, it's only my been my third game, so uh, I still have a lot of time to play. Now, when you uh, okay, since uh, I guess you could say that you're a rookie, right, for your third match? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, would you? Would, would you? Yeah, you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I was going to ask, now, in, in the roller derby, do they have, uh, is it like baseball where they have, like, uh, denominations like rookie, uh, next, next, veteran? Do they do they have those kind of denominations? Not really. We kind of just go, like, our experienced skaters, we call vets, and then, like, the newbies and people coming up. Usually about the time you get through your first season, and you, you kind of earn your stripes by that point. So my, I guess my next question then is, if uh, you guys uh, are, uh, you know, you mentioned you've been there for ten years, you you're just starting out, and you've been in there. Uh, if someone wanted to uh, uh, join uh, the FM Derby girls or Derby guys in this case, uh, what would they have to do? Well, we um, we are actually starting a new. We call it a fresh meet class in October, and if anyone is interested, we have, um, you can go to our website or on Facebook and contact us, um, fmdgrecruit at gmail.com is the email, and we'll get all your information, and we'll come, and we'll talk gear and skates and everything and get you all set before you even step out onto that track. And then uh, let's kind of talk a little bit about uh, equipment. Uh, you know, do you guys have, like, uh uh, it, it's all basically the same kind of track, right? Yep. Okay. Now, do you have, like, certain skates, like one for speed, one for quick stopping, uh, one, uh, you know, one with, like, a, uh, I don't know, like a spike to spike your opponent or something <laughs> like that? Not kid, well, you know, you know, I'm kidding about that. But. Um, it all, actually, it all depends on the skater. I mean, roller derby skaters come in all shapes and sizes, so it's finding that good skate and the good um, wheels is really important. Um, there's like the thickness or the diameter or the hardness of the wheel can really affect how you skate and how you stop. Now, is there is there a rule about uh, uh, like what kind of uh, wheels are allowed and what are not allowed and like for thickness and stuff like that? Not really. It's just mostly personal preference. Um, if you've got like a really sticky floor, you're going to want something that's hard because if you have a soft wheel trying to go on a soft floor, it's going to be like skating in mud, and you're just going to wear yourself out before the first lap. So. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We need to take a quick little break. Uh, we'll be back after these messages from one of our sponsors, and uh, then we'll uh, continue this. Uh, we'll be back after these messages. Of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange. 
is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. And we want to thank uh, Woodspring Suites for uh, sponsoring our show and... What did I what did I do here, Tim? Oh, what what did what did I do? Speak. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. So we're back here. Anyway, like I say, we want to thank Woodspring Suites of Fargo for sponsoring uh, our show here on uh, eighty nine point uh, uh, eighty nine point one Ken's FM. We're back here with. Uh, uh, the FM Roller Derby uh, guys and gals. Now, how many? Uh, now, you uh, you coach the gals, right? Yeah. You know, I help. And, I have, I'm assistant. Yeah. And you also are on the guys team. Well, there's not so much of a guys team anymore. So. There's no guys team anymore. Not really. Uh, too many egos. No, I won't oh. say that. Oh. We might have smelled too bad for each other. That might have been a problem. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll say it, it goes with the territory. Now, how many girls uh, uh, or ladies, in this case, I'm sorry, how many ladies are on the uh, are, are on the team? I think we have about 15 right now, um, and hopefully, with this new group coming in, I think we'll get hopefully a few more. Now, when you guys uh, are, are are how many bouts do you have? And then we're going to talk about the bout coming up, but. How many bouts do you guys usually have uh, a season? Well, in a normal season, we probably do like six or seven. This season was really hard scheduling because everyone was coming back from the pandemic and was doing a rebuilding year or didn't want to or just didn't have the space with the players. So this year we only played like three or four actual games. And uh, now uh, you guys, uh, when does the season usually start? Usually in the springtime, uh, March or April, we'll try to get one going. Um, yeah, again, that's normally a When did we, let's see, we had the first one. Well, I think it was a road, yeah, it was, we went in the road to Bismarck this season. We started off in May. Yeah, normally it's March. On a good year, it's March, yeah. so we can get that <laughs> St. Patrick's Day crowd normally. Usually a St. Patrick's Day blizzard. But. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you know, it's like I tell everybody uh, where I'm from, you know, here in Fargo, we have four seasons, winter, flood, road construction, and football. Sounds about right. Uh, we're going to add a fifth season to that, uh, roller derby. All right. Now, uh, being a uh, being a, a coach, uh, an assistant coach, uh, what uh, what do you look for in a, uh, a skater or performer? I, I tell them the first – we actually had a meeting with uh, prospective people uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I told them the most – important piece of equipment you can have is determination. Uh, if you got the want to, if you got the drive to do this, we will stick with you. We will work with you. We'll do whatever it's going to take to get you out there and help you do what you want to do. Now, has there ever been a case when a skater might get suspended for something or rather like, uh, you know, like we were talking about throwing an elbow or uh, injuring somebody is there is there ever any suspensions or yeah major penalties yeah, yeah it happens from time to time but it's pretty few and far between a lot of times you know when you get out there and I always tell them too there's there's no naturals at this because there's nothing natural about putting wheels on your feet and running into each other and just doing that kind of you you kind of have a sense of respect for 
the other people playing and on the other teams, and so you don't really want to get in big fights with them. Plus, you get knocked down on the wheels, and you're going to fall. Now, uh, I'll, <laughs> look bad. No, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll understand the gals don't want to uh, answer this question because he's right there. But you know, you got to admit he's probably one of the best coach, assistant coaches in the league, is he not? Yeah, Cal. I think the best thing about Cal is his attitude and his willing to always be there and like push us forward while always being positive. And he always call, he considers me a friend. So at least I think he does. So, uh, so he's got to be a good guy, right? Absolutely. After this show, it must be they might be pushing it after this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, you guys, uh, you guys get out in the community and do uh, like uh, other stuff uh, too, don't you? When you uh, to promote? Yeah, uh, we're trying to get out there more, get our name back out there, just in case. People forgot there is roller derby in Fargo. We um, joined up with Swing Barrel Brewing over in Moorhead and had a fun disco night. Um, we're going to look for more events coming up. You know, we like to get back. The Street Bazaar. The Street Bazaar, yeah. Where is your guys' home? Because uh, I know it used to be the Civic. Where is your guys' home turf, or do you have, like, have several locations? Well, right now we're, uh, we're practicing and we're, we're playing in the uh, John Carlson uh, Coliseum up uh, by Fargo North there. Uh, they kind of refurbished it, I think, and it's really nice in there. It's, it's about 10 thing. blocks from here, I think. Yeah, not too far. So. Yeah, we are looking for um, a new place to practice once they have ice on. Um, we always have Skate City, but it would be nice to lay a track down and have rope to actually practice whenever we want. So if anyone out there knows, contact us. <laughs> you know, and I, I want to say, if you guys don't want to answer this, but uh, I, I remember all – you know, like for the first couple, two, three years, you guys always used to be at the Civic. What is it because they renovated? They don't have room anymore, or what happened there? Well, the pandemic kind of kind of squelched some of that. Uh, the last one that we did, I think, was I think it was 2019 or 2018. Yeah, the Civic Center is an awesome venue to play at, especially for the crowds. It's just really expensive, and like with the switch in ownership, it's been kind of hard to get like contacts and stuff like that. You know, and what's interesting is uh, I, I was I worked that last one at the Civic, and back then, not that anybody cares, but I was 420 pounds back then, and uh, NSOs had to uh, wear pink shirts, and uh, I remember I have a picture of me at 420 pounds wearing an extra no, it was a uh, all you guys had for me was a three X, and I'm like I'm like swimming in this shirt. <laughs> Uh, well, you look great now. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, two, I'm 220 pounds now, so I, I'm half the man I was. Uh, you know, of course, Matthias never ever be accused of being half the man he was because he's a he's a wrestler. But <laughs> so let's kind of talk a little bit about. Uh, we're on 89.1 Kent's FM here. We're with the FM Roller Derby organization. We have about 18 minutes or so, give or take. Now, you guys have a big event coming up. Uh, is it uh, next weekend? Yep, September 10th. Uh, tell us about that. We actually are going to have three games that day, so it's going to be kind of an all-day thing. We invited our friends that we just met this past weekend from Madison. Um, they're coming here to play us, and then we're also um, our besties from Bismarck are coming, and uh, we all get to play each other. So it'll be Bismarck versus us, the first game at 1 o'clock, and then Bismarck versus Madison at around 3.30, and the main event will be at around 6, and that will be us versus Madison. And all the proceeds that, you know, our uh, ch- featured charity is going to be the Rape and Abuse Crisis Center this month. 
And uh, uh, all tickets go uh, uh, go to uh, that organization, correct? Yep. We like to pick a, a local organization each bout to give back to. And uh, what what time does it start on Saturday? Um, doors open at one, and we'll have oh doors open at noon. Yeah, um, noon September tenth, and we'll give wristbands so you can come and go. Swing Barrel Brewing is going to be there. Main event six o'clock. And uh, I I will I will be there to work the main event. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I got that darn local football game I got to go to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, once that's over, I will uh, I will be there to uh, help out because you know I always like coming to uh, help out. So if uh, if our fans wanted to get uh, that are listening want to get tickets, how would they do that? How much are they? Uh, do they have to order them online? Can they get them at the venue? Is it more at the venue or do they? Would it be cheap in order in advance? Tell us about that. Yeah, we're, we're actually just doing straight at the door this year um, to make it easier. And um, it's cash or uh, we have card, we have square reader, and it's uh, $10. Kids 16 and under are free. So bring the whole family. We'll have Chuck-a-Ducks. It's always a fun time. we got treats. we got merch. I think our friends are bringing merch. So Now, I'm kind of curious. Chuck-a-Duck. What is Chuck-a-Duck? Chuck-a-duck is kind of like hockey or like our version of hockey's chuck-a-puck. So instead of getting the hockey puck to throw in the middle, we have like little rubber duckies that we throw towards a big bullseye in the center of the track. And what what, what can what can a person win when if they make the right decision? We have a nice uh, gift basket that we have. We can like uh, shirts and some merch. Sometimes we'll throw in some pint glasses, kind of whatever we have laying around. Now, if uh, someone wanted to, uh, uh, if someone were to come and uh, buy tickets for the event, uh, how far away are they from the action? Um, like, for instance, how far are they from the track? If they wanted to, they could be about 10 feet from the action. Uh, you can, 18 plus. Yep. yep, yep, you're 18 plus. You can sit right around the outside edge of the, of the playing area as long as you're staying out of the referee's way. Uh, so you don't advise uh, if uh, the referee makes a bad call to someone to trip the referee, you don't advise I would them. not advise that. Some of them are pretty large, and they can move pretty fast on them wheels. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now, do you guys have uh, the same referees uh, from, uh, from, be- uh, from event to event, or you have different ones? They all come from all over, or does it have to be sponsored by the league? Well, we got our head ref, Dave, Dave Estater. Uh, he's, he's kind of in charge of that. He's got kind of a network of uh, referees from around the area that he gets a hold of. Uh, I think a lot of them are coming down to lend a hand on this one. And, uh, yeah, it should be pretty good. And uh, what um, – so there's going to be three events, uh, three rounds, right? Yep. Okay. And a round-robin action. So. And it's, it's all going to be gals, no guys, right? Nope, nope, all gals. So now is you, know, you mentioned that there's no guys team here in Florida. There used to be one, I know, yep. but – uh, is there any guys' teams at all anymore? Yeah. Um, they're kind of scattered, a little few and far between. See, the thing with the roller derby, it's the women are definitely top top banana in, in, in the roller derby world. The guys are always always kind of got second billing. We're, we're, you know, we're pretty pretty much fine with that. Uh, and it's, it's, it's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the closest one right now, I think Minneapolis. I'm not sure what they're doing. I think they're still going. Uh, then you're kind of looking at Chicago and Denver, St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah, St. Louis is a one number one in the men's world. So, yeah. so now, do uh, any of them come down to uh, 
have a belt with you guys? Do you ever go up there, or is it? Is, do you guys usually stay in the state usually? As far as uh, the women? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we'll go anywhere. I mean, if we have skates, we'll travel. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, we just came back from Madison, Wisconsin uh, last night. Um, and uh, I always love those big, long road trips. They're good for the team building, and they're a lot of fun. You get to meet new people. And Now, do you guys do you guys stay over at these locations, or just just, like, go have the mountain and come back? No, I mean, if it's long enough, you pretty much have to stay over and uh, staying over is half fun. The after party action. So. And then, do you guys like all? Do you guys like all carpool, or do you guys like rent a big bus, or do you guys like having an FM Derby Girls bus? Well, we looked into renting a bus. We couldn't make that happen. But yeah, I've always kind of thought it'd be kind of cool to get a big bus like the Partridge Family. You know, I could be a Danny Bonaduce or something. <laughs> or, uh, or uh, in your case, uh, Qui Gon Jinn and there you uh, go. The, the, the the Jedi Master. The mind trick on the truck. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, talk a little bit more about uh, uh, the upcoming event. Now, you guys have uh, you guys have had this planned. Uh, well, you guys have to book this stuff out at least a year in advance, right? Yeah, we start planning pretty much right after our season ends in September or October. We start planning for the next season right away, um, reaching out to different teams, especially teams that we always play, like Bismarck, Grand Forks, Watertown. Um, and start planning so we can kind of match up our schedules and stuff like that. Now, uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. We're with the FM Roller Derby Organization. We have about 13 minutes with uh, the group here. So, now, you guys mentioned that you started planning uh, uh, for next season after uh, the current season ends. So, uh, your last bout is uh, this weekend, right? Yep, for this season, yep. So, now, uh, what... Kind of take us through about what's uh, what's the outlook for next year, if you have any uh, insight that you can give us for next season. Well, I don't know if we're prepared to really get into a whole lot of specifics <laughs> yet, but uh, I'm thinking a lot of these teams are going to start uh, you know, getting going again here real quick. Um, I know Sioux Falls was kind of laying low right now. They might be popping back up again. We always like to play those, mm-hmm. those, that team. St. Cloud. St. Cloud will get going. Here, yeah. So hopefully we can play them again. They're always super fun. Yeah, and then, then yeah, we always like to try to find somebody new. Uh, maybe we can get Winnipeg back in the schedule. Who knows, uh, something like that. We, we were going to play Winnipeg right when COVID started. They were supposed to come down, and then uh, they, they didn't want to get locked into the border. So. March 17th, <laughs> 2020, they were supposed to play them. Yep. Two days later, they shut the world down. Yeah. So. So, but there is going to be a 2023 season. Absolutely. Bar- we have anything to say about it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, there better be. I just started. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what would be your ideal uh, amount of bouts for the first season that you'd want to have? You know, one or two a month is pretty good. Uh, that gives you enough time to kind of recoup after the last one and kind of figure out what you want to do for the next game. Or I always like the tournaments, too, though, or, or the, like, the weekend events where you get maybe one or two on a Saturday and Sunday, those are nice to cram a couple in there. So, yeah, that, that, That's the next thing I was going to ask about. You know, it's like you have all the bouts. Now, uh, do you guys uh, – are, are you guys uh, registered with a national uh, roller derby firm where you guys uh, are compete to go to, like, nationals or big tournaments? Yep. We, um, we play under WUFDA, the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, and um, they have, like, rankings, and they'll do tournaments and stuff like that. So, like, people who play for WFDA will have sanctioned bouts, 
and those are kind of how you get ranked eventually and stuff like that. We've been kind of out of it for a while, but we're looking to get back in there. That's how you get invited to big tournaments. And uh, usually, uh, from what I can remember, um, the, all, a lot of the events I've worked at, I mean, the scores have been like 800 to to like, I, I, I can't remember what team you guys uh, and I'm going to use the term decimated. I believe it was like 800 to like 200 or something. Uh, they just couldn't. <laughs> they just couldn't get any offense going. Yeah, that's what we go for. Uh, try to play defense first a lot of times, and uh, a lot of times that just means your jammer gets opened up to score a lot of points. And what is the what is the biggest score that you guys have ever had that you? I think my biggest was the one against me uh, when we had the men's team. We we were playing the Texas team. They were number three in the world, and we lost like 450 to 20. <laughs> so, so they cheated. Well, let's say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, normally it's between like 100 to 200 points. It's kind of the average scores before teams. Um, this one that we just played this weekend, our last game against Madison, was like 110 to 2. Yeah, it was 250 to 1. Yeah, we were 125. They were like 250. Yeah. So. And... Uh, so that was uh that was uh, this last weekend mm-hmm. and uh uh tell us again about uh remind everybody again uh, about the event coming up Saturday and what we can expect. Uh Saturday September 10th we got triple header coming up. Doors open at noon. We got three games. Uh we got ourselves Fargo Moorhead Derby Girls, the Biz Bizman Bombshells out of Bismarck and Madison Dairy Dames out of Madison, Wisconsin. I think that's who they are. Madison Roller Derby, let's just go with that. Yeah. I'm not sure what their unofficial name is. But, yeah, we got all three. We've got a round dropping. You can come and go. We've got plenty for everybody. And uh, now let's say if someone wanted to, uh, you, guys have, you guys have concessions too, correct? Yep. We're working on getting Thanks. a food truck this one. Okay, I hope this one. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully I'm, on, I'm working on that one, trying to contact some people. So. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, one of my favorite things about the roller derby is uh the homemade cookies and the homemade uh, uh rice crispy bars that uh the gals make um and whenever i see them you guys never have to worry about taking any home because i usually buy i don't know all of them you're the guy i was i wasn't able to get any on the s'more bar in the last time. <laughs> oh yeah we do have some good bakers and actually some of our husbands are really good bakers so they help us out too well how is calcutta as a baker uh <laughs> or is he better? Or is he more of a candlestick? <laughs> more of a let's go with the candle. <laughs> uh, how about you gals? Uh, you guys uh, make treats for the concessions? Um, personally, I do not know how to bake. I I can get those uh, boxes that say add eggs and add milk. That's all right, but I can't uh, do any of the stuff that the other girls do. <laughs> I do some. I mean, I went to I went to culinary school, so I kind of bake a lot, but. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, and not that you guys care, this is an interesting tidbit, but, uh, you know, back in the day, they used to have these things called an easy-bake oven. Oh, yeah. And now they have easy-bake oven for girls, which is a pink one, and they have easy-bake oven for boys, which is a blue one. And I can make a mean batch of brownies on my little easy-bake oven. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, people would know that I was cheating because I had to use it because it comes in a little circle tray whatever. But, uh, you know, if uh, I can uh, 
find where my easy bake oven is. I would love to make some brownies for the event. Honestly, that's I impressive. I got you all beat. Hey, now, 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 uh, Ken is a he's a cooker or a bake. Well, uh, tell us, Ken, what can you do? Yeah, I make the meanest homemade apple crisp oh. you have ever tasted, yeah. live and direct from apples in my backyard. <laughs> well, well, let my me mom's ask. recipe. It's my mom's recipe, so it's got to be good. Now, let me ask you this, yeah, uh, If we could, t- uh, how long does it take you to make that apple crisp, there, Ken? About an hour. Would you be willing to make an apple crisp batch for the event on Saturday that I can bring, uh, that they can sell at the event? I've got to check the apples first. I don't know if they're right. <laughs> would you guys be Would you guys be calm to that? Of course. Uh, I believe you call it Ken's Crisp. Is that what it's called? No, it's just an apple crisp. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. We're with the FM Roller Derby Organization. Uh, I, I have a few other questions, but uh, <laughs> now, uh, Matthias, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, you are a, uh, we know that you are an in-ring technician, but uh, how do you think you would uh, fare in the roller derby realm? Well, I mean, being six foot two and 260 pounds, being a football player, a security guard, and a professional wrestler, and a beer truck driver, I I think I might do well, but these two sitting next to me look pretty intimidating. But, you know, when Matthias gets going, you never know what he's capable of. As you've already mentioned, I'm used to falling on thumbtacks and having cheese graters scraped across my forehead. I'm used to bleeding each and every night I'm in the ring. So I know how to fall and I know how to bleed, but I don't know how tough their shoulders and hips are. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if they can throw a mean hip toss or not, so I might, I might have to watch my back a little bit because I know they might be targeting me first. You know, Cal, I know that you're uh, I know that you're a roller derby guy, but do you think you could take him? Probably not. Well, <laughs> well, you do security sometimes too, don't you? Only in amateur uh, situations. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll tell you what, that would be wouldn't that be a great match though? The modern nightmare, Matthias versus Cal Cunna. I mean, I can see it at the next BGW event, but unfortunately, they'll be at their own roller derby event. So, yep. you know, Matthias might have to make a special appearance one time and throw some people around the rink, and then they could come into the ring and try to fight me. There you go. Yeah, Granny, I know you're still there. Maybe uh, we, we can uh, ask uh, Calcutta to uh, take on Sylvester J. Fox for you. Well, that would be nice. But now, I want to share with these roller derby people Granny's oh, new dear. name oh, that no. I have besides my besides my Granny Holkster name. Mute it. Mute her now. No, Go do ahead. not mute me, Icon. And Matthias, you better shut up. And I saw and I loved the video today. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. But yeah, now, you're welcome. What, a couple a couple weeks ago, we were we had a big WFC show where we had um, EC3 and Control Your Narrative guys there and. Cowboy James Storm there from Impact, you know, at this event. And I got to slap James Storm a couple of times during that event, and that was a lot of fun. But one of my friends started calling me the godmother of wrestling. And my (laughs) friends, Katie and John, made this new shirt for me, and they brought it to me Saturday, unaware that today was my birthday. And so I wore the shirt at WFC Saturday in Claremore, and I was telling those heel wrestlers, because I don't, Granny don't like the heels. I, I holler at the bad guys at wrestling shows. 
And I was telling them that they needed to start bowing to the godmother of wrestling. So I am known now as the godmother of wrestling. Couldn't be more perfect. And yet you see why we're not so good friends, Granny. (laughs) Oh, yeah, whatever. You You know I love you, Matthias, you know, so, you know, just saying. uh, Granny, well... Well, I got you on here, I keep getting feedback. Uh, now that I got you here, I got a little surprise for you coming up next week. Uh, okay. You may not like it, but but uh, it's got something to do with Mr. Fox, and it's got something to do with me, because apparently I'm still waiting to hear what little uh, threat you got coming my way September 17th on this one's for the vets. So I might have a little surprise to share with you coming up later on in the next coming weeks. We'll see what happens if you if you <laughs> earned yeah, what it. Have, what have- Whatever, Matthias. You know, bring it on, big boy. You know, if you if you think you got it, bring it bring it to the wait, table. So wait, you know, Franny, you know, it's it's like past your bedtime, isn't it? It's going on ten o'clock. You're missing your curfew at the nursing home here. Uh, as, as you can see, uh, and everybody, just so you know, these wrestlers, what these bad guy wrestlers, these heel wrestlers that give me grief. They tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, or they'll say, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And, yes, I am very proud to be 60 years old today because I do not take life for granted. I almost passed away in 2004 from a blood clot breaking loose and going to my lung while I was in a hospital. So I do not take life for granted anymore. I I lost my daddy in 2004, and my life was almost taken away a month later because of a blood clot going to my lungs. So I do not take life for granted. So I I appreciate every day that I'm still here on this earth. So, you know, just saying. And well and Granny, you know, we, we, we give everybody a hard time here. We we love you and uh you know, that's why we uh you know, we, we took Sylvester James uh, we took his cash but we we brought you back and uh we're gonna keep you and you're not going anywhere. And uh, anyway, so uh, she's a fighter. That's what makes her most annoying. She doesn't shut up. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, though. Uh, if uh, you make her mad, uh, she will hit you with a hurricane. Well, I'm waiting for her to come up here to North Dakota to fight me. You know, she she keeps telling me how she's got a situation for me in or Arkansas, excuse me, and she apparently has this wrestler coming up here to beat Sylvester J. Fox down, or, hey, or I'm waiting for her to come up here and prove it herself. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Matthias. I did not say that wrestler was coming from Arkansas. I did not tell you where that wrestler was coming from. All I know is I was told that this wrestler wants to take on Sylvester J. Fox. That's all I know. That's all I was told. I have not been given a lot of information, okay? I mean, for all I know, it could be these two sitting next to me, you know. I better watch my back when I leave the house tonight or leave the studio. I don't know. I don't don't know, Matthias. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't given a lot of information of where this person was from or what they were even going to be doing. So I'm just saying. I have not been told a lot yet. This person's tagline is, objects in your mirror are closer than they appear. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, we want to thank uh, the FM uh, Roller Derby Organization for joining us tonight. And uh, when uh, you guys are ready for your uh, first bout next year, uh, or next season, not next year, next season, uh, we would love to have you guys back on again. If we haven't scared you away too much, uh, we'd love to have you back on. And 
we'd uh, love to talk to you and uh, per, be your promoter and uh, uh, get more fans out there for you guys. And Sounds good. Perfect. Thank you I for can, having us. No problem. Maybe I can earn some more of those uh, uh, brownies and more of those uh, uh, Rice Krispie bars. Yeah. And if they put Matthias out as a special guest, they'll actually get a bigger crowd. Just saying. There you go. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. You're awesome. And uh, we will definitely have you on with us again. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. All right, FM Roller Derby. So what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick little commercial break here again, and uh, we will be back after these messages. And uh, let's see. Let's do uh, this one right here. We'll be back. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is a director. He is a writer. He is a producer. He's going to hire me for his next project. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ronald Rossman. Hey, this is Ron Rossman. You're listening to Attitude Error, Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. All right. Hey, so how are you, Ron? Welcome back to the show, buddy. I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me back on. I really appreciate it. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We have. Uh, we're not going to reveal it yet, but I know that you got uh, someone uh, special coming on to join you here in a while. Uh, so, but first, uh, Ron, let's give a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, uh, we'll have a little fun with the interview, and then we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the type of questions and try and get a job. <laughs> you got it. So, uh, my name is Ron Ross, as, as you had said, and I had said. Um, I am a, a self-published author. I have two science fiction horror books out there on Amazon, The Crux and The Lost Road to Hope. Um, I had my own uh, web series, uh, vampire web series. We had 44 episodes called The Dust Series, the first two seasons. We filmed every episode live, so it was a one-take show. Um, After that, we filmed a feature-length fan film called The Devil's Daughter, a Harlequin story. It was a, a gritty retelling of Harley Quinn, the DC anti-hero and currently we are uh in post-production on a dark comedy horror host improv series called stroh's sinister cinema starring wcw legend rob kellum and we're going to be sitting out to distrib- distribution uh hopefully by mid-month uh we're also working on a slasher film starring rob kellum called your it and a wrestling drama that uh we're not going to share the title about right now but that will also be starring Rob. So we've got three different projects we are working with uh, Rob Kellamon, as well as several other uh, wrestling legends. Now, are you uh, looking for extras for any of these uh, pictures? Absolutely. You're, you're definitely slated for our next production, so stand by for details when we get rocking and rolling with that one. 
And uh, for the wrestling one, would I be able to bring uh, the modern Nightmare Matthias? Absolutely. We couldn't have it without Matthias. Well, I'll tell you what. And of course, uh, Rod, and of course, and of course, Rod, you you have to have the Godmother of Wrestling there too. Absolutely. No, Gotta you have don't. It. No, you do not. Yes, because yes, all, yes. all Granny's you know going to do is she's going to ruin everything by by running no, her mouth hey, and her I teeth would, are going to no, fall out. No, 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 no. I would make it very entertaining. Okay, I would make it very entertaining. Anything to do with wrestling, Granny would make it very entertaining. And see, I was very disappointed last week because Blog Talk was having issues, and Granny could not even call into the show last week to get to talk to my very good friend Rob Kellum. I was so heartbroken that I didn't even get to call in and talk to him last week. I'm sure he was now, too. Do you, do you know Rob Kellum, uh, Granny? I've been on his podcast before, and I've done other podcasts that he's been a part of. Now, uh, now, Ron, uh, you uh, I'm you mentioned on Facebook. Well, so am I. Uh, but uh, Ron, now you mentioned you got three projects with uh, uh, Mr. Kellum. Is that correct? That is correct. You know, uh, I you know I wish that uh, we could uh, uh, have uh, uh, Ron on with us to talk about that. Uh, 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 caller, go ahead. Uh, eight five zero three, go ahead. Who's on with us? Hi, hi guys. How you doing? Hey, is this Mr. Kellum himself? That's uh, speaking. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sir. How you doing? All right. Uh, well, hey. So, uh, Ron, uh, th- this is your time. But do you mind if uh, Mr. Kellum joins us for this one? Absolutely not. It would be my pleasure to have Mr. Kellum join us. He's my favorite person right. in the whole world. I, I thought I was. Uh, now you've got second. Granny Holster fangirling over here. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, okay. I didn't get to talk to him last week, Matthias, okay? This is a very – Rob Kel- Mr. Rob Kellum is a very good friend of Granny's, and I did not get to talk to him last week, and I was very right, well, heartbroken. Well, I'll tell you what, we're on 89.1 Kent FM. We have uh, Ron Rossman and uh, Rob Kellum, and uh, we have about uh, 52 minutes with them. Uh, uh, we're go- we're gonna, uh, I'm going to ask a few questions, and then we need to do a little legal thing, and then we're going to come back, and then we're just going to talk about the upcoming project. Sound good to you guys? Sounds great. Awesome. Uh, you might as well let Granny take over this segment now. Well, in, in a little bit. Uh, so now, uh, Ron, when you, uh, how long have uh, you known uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Kellum? Uh, two, I think Rob, 2016, right? 2016. I believe so. so. Six years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, uh, Rob was on with us last week, and I, I, I believe you do, uh, you do want me to address you as Mr. Kellum. Is that correct? Oh, that's uh, what if, what if you like to call me? That's that's fine. I'm, I'm just happy to be All here. Right. <laughs> well, I, I used to I used to call you the maestro, but uh, I, I think we'll 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 stick with uh, formal. You you, you so can too if you like. Yeah, I mean, what, whatever right, your so preference. <laughs> what what was your guys' first project together? So um, it was interesting. We uh, we had filmed the first season of Dusk, and we went through a huge cast shift uh, for various reasons. And there was a character called the Chief who basically is death incarnate. And I was having a hard time recasting it, and a mutual friend bought, brought me and Rob together. And I never thought that Rob Kellum would want to be part of some rinky-dink, 
you know, uh, indie project that, you know, uh, didn't have any budget whatsoever. But Rob was really excited and came in and, and redefined the role and basically stole the series uh, by being such an amazing presence. And just from that point on, I think Dusk took a major uh, turn in the right direction. And, of course, after that, Rob and I became very, very close friends. And I had made a promise to myself that whatever I did, as long as Rob wanted, he would be in it, starring in it in some way, shape, or form. So, now, Ron, uh, are you going to go ahead and uh, thank Mr. Kellum for the uh, airplane that he bought you? Yeah, yeah, the airplane. And he got me a Batmobile, so I was really impressed with that. I thought that was incredibly generous of Rob. (laughs) Now, uh... Now, here's the thing. You you guys are the you guys are the best of friends and uh we're uh and I, I I don't know how I hope you guys consider me a friend too because you guys have been on the on the show multiple times. But yeah. I'm gonna ask a few questions, uh but we need to take a quick little time out to do a quick little uh legal thing and we'll be back after these uh after these words, okay? Hold on guys, okay? Yep. All right. Okay. You're listening to eighty nine point one Ken's FM, K N N Z FM, Holly Fargo Moorhead independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Kens FM. And uh, for our regular listeners that know, if you listen to our show, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, like that, go to Kens uh, FM page like that, uh, do a $10 a month power to uh, power the tower, you'll automatically qualify to win an uh, autograph from a past guest, current guest, and a future guest. Uh, and uh, Ron, uh, both Ron and Rob have been very generous in their donations uh, for those, and we do appreciate that. So uh, I won't, uh, I won't try and get any more from you guys because it, uh, you guys have been so generous. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about. Um, you, you said you, you you don't want to talk about the wrestling project right now, right? You guys want to keep that under no, wraps. No, that now? one, yeah, that one is is top secret. It's it's a phenomenal idea. Um, I pitched it to Rob. Um, the thing is, Rob is a phenomenal character actor, but I wanted to do a series that kind of reflected uh, Rob's journey and also adding a fictional element. And so um, talked to Rob about it. He was thrilled, and it's one of the most it's, – it's a project I'm most excited about. I'm excited about all the projects, Strohs, Cinema, you're it. But when we get to that project, which we're hoping to do in 2023 – um, and it will be a series. Um, I think it's really going to blow everyone away. It's going to be for wrestling fans. If you like shows like Breaking Bad, Dark Side of the Ring, um, if you like kind of the the, the redemption story arc, it's a, it's a phenomenal story. And and having Rob as the centerpiece of it is really going to make it special. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Then we'll. Uh, 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 would you guys be willing then? Uh, when you guys get that, uh, when you guys get that started, would you guys both be willing to come back on to talk about that, and then uh, I can beg you for a job at that point? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I, oh, I intend on when we get this thing rocking, I intend on calling all three of you because uh, all three of you could have very significant parts in it um, if we can work out the travel range. But I'm being serious; I'm not joking around. We're really trying to pull in uh, a lot of folks who have a love for wrestling, a history with wrestling, because I think that'll give credibility to the series as well. And uh, I do have good news for you. When you guys put me in this film, uh, and you guys know I, I've talked about this before, you know, as long as you guys give me a couple hot dogs, uh, a place in the back lot, uh, on some boxes to sleep on, 
you know, I work for free, and then when the movie makes a million bucks, then you can pay me. Uh, but I'll tell you what, we can get you guys both out here to Fargo. Uh, we'll re- I-, I can rent out the Fargo Theater. We'll get people to come out and see this thing, and you guys will become number one here in North Dakota. I guarantee it. <laughs> we appreciate that. Appreciate that. Look forward to that. Absolutely. And we'll make and we'll make sure it's not when there's snow on the ground. So we have to have you guys here from <laughs> April to <laughs> April to September. Uh, uh, we have uh, uh, Rob Kellum and uh, Ron Rossman as our guests here. We have about 45 minutes with them. So let's talk about uh, the project that we can talk about. Uh, first off, let's talk about uh, the Devil's Daughter. Let's talk about that one first. Uh, kind of take us through. Uh, uh, Ron, uh, the idea, how you came up with it, and uh, what went into planning it. Yeah, so in 2016, I, uh, I hooked up with a director to create a, um, write a script for a Harley Quinn movie. We wanted to do a serious take on Harley um, because she's such an iconic character. Um, and during the process of putting everything together, uh, the project fell apart uh, for a couple reasons, and one of them being that um, nobody really wanted to, to mess with a serious comic book film. Nobody had ever tried that really before. Um, and then we had some, just some internal issues. So uh, the script was mine. I had, I had it copyrighted. So um, I walked away from the project and kind of shelved it. And then um, in 2019, I pulled it off the shelf because uh, I believe it was 2019 when the Joker film came out with Joaquin Phoenix, and they took the Joker character and did kind of a gritty very realistic take on that character, I thought, well, now's the time that we can put this out. So I did a couple of revisions, um, went to Rob and said, Rob, listen, I need a main villain for this. His name is Dr. Arkham. He runs the asylum that Harlequin works at. Would you be interested? And of course, Rob said, absolutely. And then it was born from there. Rob actually brought in Finneal Godbolt, uh, who was, um, who is a tremendous uh, force in law enforcement. She's done negotiations, SWAT. Uh, she was involved in a major uh, murder investigation. She's also been in Nashville. Um, she's been in several other major uh, network programming. Brought her in as, as Harley, um, and then we just built the cast from there and wanted to create a feature-length fan film. The original runtime was to be two hours. ended up being three hours long, which, you know, hindsight being 2020, I wish we could have trimmed it back, but I felt like if we had trimmed anything else from it, we would have taken away from the story. But it takes Harley from her beginnings to... Uh, her time at Arkham until she becomes the villain that Harley Quinn is and explains that process in the same uh, vein where Joker was focusing on the effects of mental illness. We focused on domestic violence and sexual abuse. Um, In the process of making this film, we connected with a company, with a nonprofit called Gracious Hands Transitional Housing. And so we used the film to raise money for them. And what they do is when women become homeless, whether it's through abuse or, or, or something happening in their lives, they take these women in with their families. They don't charge them rent. They help them get their schooling. They get counseling. They help them rebuild their credit so that when they leave the transitional housing, they can truly start again because most women in abusive situations don't get out because either they're just so beaten down uh, and, and made so insecure by their mate or they just don't know how financially they could do it. They've got kids. There's a fear of, of, of you know repercussion <clears throat> from their mate. And so... Organizations like Gracious Hands bridge that gap and allow those women to have that escape. So we use that film to help promote that. And I, I'm really proud of it. It's, it's, it was, as my friend Greg Bo Watson says, it was film class 101. 
Um, we, it's where I think I advanced the most as a filmmaker. Uh, we filmed for, um, uh, I think it was uh, a total of four or five months, Rob, right? Total? Mm-hmm. And uh, just weekends. And 20-hour uh, 20, 20 shoot days. And they were long. Uh, we had uh, use of uh, a courthouse in Taylorsville where they actually had a jail in the lower level and a courthouse in the, in the top. We filmed there in a couple of locations. And I'm really proud of what we came up with. So uh, it's on YouTube right now. It's absolutely free to watch because we can't monetize it because obviously it's a licensed product. But very proud of what we accomplished with it. And Rob was a big force in that. When you work with Rob, uh, he's such a, a powerful presence on screen and he's such a humble guy that people, he motivates people just by his presence, just by his work ethic, just by his humbleness. It's, it's really, and I mean that sincerely, it really is, when you bring Rob into the room, he becomes the spirit of the film. He becomes the heart and soul of it. And so even though he's the bad guy in this film, there's not, he just chews up every scene. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And he also serves as our stunt coordinator. So a lot of the stunts in the film, uh, Rob arranged and, and helped develop. So. So, so Rob, are you still uh, are you still blushing, then, sir? Yeah, I, I, I'm still here. Yes. No, no. I, I just said, you know, with all the with all the courtesy you gave me, I'm just wondering, are you still are you are you you like over blushing or uh, you like you know you like got oh, the no, thumbs up I'm, and you're like, I'm you know I'm honored. I'm very humbled. Uh, uh, Ron Ron was just amazing through the whole process. Uh, with the whole film, and uh, we had a great cast and crew as well. I mean, everybody just really stepped up their A game, and and for the for the most part, showed their passion, you know, for the film. And it was it just it was a beautiful thing once it all came together. I'm going to ask uh, one more question, then we'll do a roundtable. Uh, uh, usually, I, I I go to Granny and I go to Matthias, but we're going to, we're going to kind of change that a little bit. Uh, so now you guys, uh, you guys have done, like you say, a lot of uh, projects together, like, uh, uh, the devil's daughter and the duck series. Uh, and you got this wrestling one. I, like I said, I wish you guys could talk more about it. And I understand that you want to keep it under wraps and, and it's going to wet people's, uh, uh, whistle for, uh, when you guys are back on to talk about it. But, uh, how many, um, uh, more projects would you say, uh, that you have uh, ready to uh, go, Ron. Uh, that uh, other that you've like written down on paper that you want to uh, go with. How many? I, I don't even know if you can answer the question, but uh, you know, because as a writer and a director and producer, your mind is always going. But how many uh, more other projects do you have uh, on your mind right now that you really want to get through? Uh, well, we're 10, we're in. No, no, we, we've got we've got three that we're focused on because we want to create a realistic goal. The post-production right now is Stroh's Sinister Cinema, which is Rob as Papa Stroh, this horror host in the same vein as Svengali and Elvira. It's a dark comedy horror host series where we try to introduce the this new generation to some classic horror films and some B-movies uh, that are all public domain. Um, and the entire thing was improv. We, all I did was outline the scene, and Rob and, and his partner, Chuck Sloan, uh, also former WWF wrestler, um, worked at the, I think it's the Monster Factory, and trained wrestlers. He stars as Wolfgang, uh, Rob's uh, kind of sidekick, uh, the were- like a werewolf that's got like a Matthew McConaughey kind of attitude. So that one's in post. We're working on the pilot, uh, getting the, it's all been filmed. So I'm putting the pilot together now, and then we're going to distribute it. I'd love to tell you some of the places we're trying to distribute it, but... I can't, but one of them, if we're able to lock in on, 
could be huge for us and open up a whole nother vein for us, not just in horror, but other avenues. Um, on top of that, your it, which is the slasher flick, um, which is what we call a cerebral slasher flick. It's kind of like a, a whodunit mixed in with a slasher flick. That one, we've got everything together outline-wise. We're going to have a Kickstarter for that in September to raise funds. We need about 15 grand to make that happen. And then the final project is the one we talked about, the wrestling project. That one, we're going to shoot the pilot and, again, uh, market it to the streaming services, uh, the big ones like Netflix and Roku, uh, Amazon, and see if they might be interested in putting it on. Um, it's going to be amazing. So that's the three projects we're focused on. I probably have 15 projects in my little handy-dandy notebook that I know I want to do, um, and they're all uh, – Rob will be involved in some way, shape, or form, but – um, some of them I can put on just like we're doing now with independent filming. Some of them would have to be sold to studios because the budget would be astronomical for us to, to, to put together. Uh, but um, those three projects are the ones Stroh's almost, Stroh's almost done, Uritz next in line, the wrestling series, and then we'll see what happens from there. And, uh, you know, if, uh, yeah, if uh, you, you get, you know, I hate to keep talking, making this about me, but if you like me, I, I would love to be involved in every one of your projects as well. Uh, you know, even if you need uh, someone that could come out and do comedy relief between takes, uh, I am your guy. Just ask anybody. Uh, oh my God! I thought, where's the wah 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 at? Big swing. Wah wah wah. Big swing at. Where? Uh, where? Yeah, I don't know. Where is? Where is? Touchdown! Oh God! Raiders! No, you did not need to play that one. That's horrible. That's awful. That's really yeah, awful. Okay, uh, I'll tell you what. Before we go to before we go to Matthias, guys, uh, I'm going to tell you guys my best joke, and then we'll uh, go uh, and we'll do the roundtable. Uh, you know, uh, er, you know, in Parker here we have four seasons: winter flood, road construction, football. And uh, every year during the flood, there's always a guy. There's always a guy standing by the uh, by the river waving a toothbrush. I say, dude, what are you doing? He said, I'm waiting for the crest. Wow. Wow. That's what we've been waiting on. Wow. All right, uh, so uh, we're going to do a roundtable. Uh, Matthias, uh, I know that you're a horror guy. Uh, what do you have for these guys? Go ahead. These guys are the king of horror, so go ahead. What do you got for these guys? Well, first off, I want to say that Icon repeats that joke every single week, so if you've heard it already, you've heard it a million times before. Oh, uh, my God, who the hell cares? <laughs> All right, now someone's starting to smart up. <laughs> anyway, yes, I am the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, known as the modern nightmare here, Matthias. Yes, I am a very big horror fan, um, which I actually just found an interesting fact. Apparently, watching horror movies helps boost weight loss. And I kind of contradict to that because I'm still 260 pounds, but I am also a big horror movie fan. So I don't know if that means something's up with the fact or the fact that I can't lose weight because I don't run after watching a horror movie because nothing scares me. But um, I'll leave most of the asking questions to Granny, but I'll ask, uh, what is one of your favorite genres of projects you ever get to shoot? Is it more, do you like shooting more documentaries? Do you like shooting horror films more? What, what would be your favorite kind of project to do? Uh, for me, um, it's going to probably always be horror. And the reason why is when I was a kid, I was terrified of horror movies. I was, I was kind of a wuss. And um, I forced myself as I got older to watch horror movies to kind of overcome that fear. And then when I got into filmmaking and saw 
all the intricacies of making horror work, um, I really became obsessed with it. And, you know, the line is always uh, dying is easy, comedy is hard. I think horror, to pull true horror off, is just as difficult as comedy because there's so much been done. And people have been so desensitized, as you, as you mentioned. I know you were kind of joking, but you're right. People have been desensitized by it. You really have to come at it with, with a, a very unique angle, and that's tough. So I prefer the psychological horror. I want you to walk away from the theater with something to think about. I want something to bother you so bad it sticks with you for weeks later and not just go into kind of the gore porn, but actually have a cerebralness to it where you get the blood and you get the gore, but you get a story, you get character development, much like King did, much like Clive Barker did, much like Koontz did, um, but really, really send an impact. So horror is my favorite thing to film, um, period. Okay. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, Ron Rossman and uh, Rob Kellerman as our guests here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, now, before we go to Granny, we need to take a quick little time out here. We need to do another quick little break. And uh, when you guys uh, when you guys hear this commercial and you guys hear this guy's great singing voice, uh, he might be a, a, a great pick too. So we'll be back after these messages. Uh, give us about thirty seconds, and we will be uh, back. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website www.kensfm.com and under the more merch tab you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity so order now at www.kensfm.com And we are back here on 89.1 Kens FM. Uh, we're here every Monday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time here on 89.1 Ken's FM, kensfm.com. And we have two of the coolest guests uh, in the world. Uh, they are actually, uh, Rob is actually uh, joining the, actually both Ron and Rob are joining the Five Timers Club tonight. Uh, and uh, Rob, uh, Kellum, I don't know if you knew this or not, but this is actually the first time that we've ever had a, uh, a guest go back-to-back to uh, get that title. I don't know if you were aware of that. Oh, I'm honored. That's awesome. There you go. So uh, now uh, I know everybody's uh, been waiting for this. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, uh, Get your blankets. Uh, Rob, uh, we, we're going to uh, bring a friend of yours on, uh, Granny Hulkster, and uh, Ron, this is Granny. Uh, so, uh, Granny, uh, what do you have for our guests uh Rob Kellum and Ronald Rossman. Touchdown Raiders! Okay, Big Swing, that was really rude, okay? (laughs) Here I was going to welcome Ron and Rob on the show, and I am very delighted to be able to get to talk to Rob since I was unable to talk to him last week due to technical issues with the radio you know, with the blog talk hey, thing. Rob, but, how long have you known Granny? Oh, uh, well, probably a couple of years now on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Granny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. 
Yep, so it's a pleasure to have you both on tonight. And, yes, and, Ron, thank you for adding the godmother of wrestling when you read that liner. I That's my kind of my new name, Rob, you know, besides Brandy Holster. Now, my friend, I had some friends make me a very special T-shirt, which they gave me Saturday, unaware that today's my birthday. And they gave it to me Saturday okay. night at Wrestling for a Cause. And I, thank you, and I am now known as the godmother of wrestling. So, you know, I, I love that. So, um, just, it's a pleasure and honor to have you both on our show tonight. So, I am just excited because, I tell you, I know Ron talked very highly of Rob, and just from the podcast that I've done with Rob on various occasions, I mean, I can actually double those kind words that he said about Rob. Rob Kellum is such an amazing man. And I tell you, I would have, I would be truly honored if I ever got the opportunity to be a, a part of any kind of movie that Mr. Rob Kellum was a part of. I would be tr- truly honored to be a part of something like that because he's an absolute amazing, amazing guy. And I am proud to call him my friend, and I consider him part of my family. So that being said, gentlemen, um, I know, you, like I said, you've had a lot of projects working together and everything. What has been one of your most interesting and fun projects that you all have been a part of together? I mean, And, and you can't whatever, say the show because that would be too easy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for me, it was Stroh's Sinister Cinema. Um, even mm-hmm. though The Devil's Daughter was um, uh, a great experience, Stro, uh, to watch Rob do improv comedy and do the Abbott and Costello routine with Chuck was, was just a delight. We had so many takes, because it's improv, that literally we had to stop filming because they would come in and do something and the crew would just start cracking up laughing. and we'd have to reset and <laughs> let them... Yeah, they'd like, okay, we're going to do that scene, guys, now stop laughing. So, And that happened throughout um and then on top of that rob and i would come up with scenes um in fact the last episode we had a film we didn't know exactly what to do with it and rob and i started brainstorming and came up with this idea literally 15 minutes uh before we needed to start filming we got two girls in makeup who played two specific characters and put it together and it came out it came out beautifully so uh it was a really really exciting experience i'm hoping we get a once it gets out there, we'll see several seasons of it because uh, I think it's just going to keep getting better and better each time. I it just sounds absolutely amazing, and I tell you, if there would be ever any time you would ever need Granny's assistance with anything, please feel free to contact me. I would love to to be able to do something like that. I think that would be so much fun. To do, be able to do something like that, to be a part Absolutely. of something like that, you, you I would, mean, it just I think it would be amazing. You would have to wear a T-shirt or any Godmother wrestling shirt. Hey, well, I would. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I can I can bring my now. I don't know if you saw my picture on Facebook or not, Stro, but uh-huh. I actually had somebody take a picture of me at the show Saturday night, and I was act. It's black, you know, like the Godfather emblem. You know, remember the Godfather movie? Well, this is just like the Godfather lettering, except it says the Godmother of Wrestling, and there's like a little uh, 
image of a little, you know, of a lady's head, you know, up in the corner of the shirt with curly hair and glasses, you know. Uh, look at my Facebook page. I mean, it's on there, and I mean, I I would wear I would wear that shirt. It's black. I mean, I don't wear a lot of black T-shirts, but it's black, and the letters, you know, the lettering is in white and everything like that. And I would wear it. I mean, if if Ron wanted me to be a part of one of his movies, anything to do with wrestling, I would I would wear that shirt. I mean, I'd bring my Granny Holster shirt it. too, but I would I would wear I would wear that shirt as well. So you know, Granny I already have the, the ideas are spitting in my head already happening. So we I've already got an idea for you for season two of Stroh's Sister Cinema. So that's going to happen. Well, if you want to if you really want to make a documentary about wrestling, why don't you just do one about Matthias and Granny and put us in a steel cage? I think that'd be a heck of a storyline. That that would <laughs> that would garn, that would be a, that would go viral quickly. There'll so. be Legos, well, sure. thumbtacks, and I'll even I'll even let her use her cane as a valuable weapon. But that's hey, about that's it. That's okay. all she now, gets. Matthias, let me tell you something. Now, I did not do this. But I was at a traditional championship wrestling show. It was the last show that TCW did November of 2013. It was called A Last Stand. And Tommy Dreamer was part of an eight-man tag team match, and it was down to him and Matt Riviera. And I had not had my first knee replacement surgery yet, so I was having to walk with a cane. And it was one of those canes, you know, that fold up. Tommy Dreamer grabbed my cane out of my hand while I was standing up taking pictures, and he used my cane on Matt Riviera during that match. And they still show the old TCW reruns down in the Little Rock area on TV. So better be careful what you wish for, Matthias, because, you know, I've got that cane. (laughs) Well, perfect. Then bring it out here. Let's have a match. But, guys, you, you you know what's kind of funny? Granny likes to talk a lot. I'm surprised her teeth haven't fallen out yet. Oh, hush. But you know what? I would, if I had to have a match with you, Matthias, I would definitely want Papa Stroh in Granny's corner. I am down to take on anybody and everybody. And you know what? In my, my current EWI Diamond Championship that I just so happen to hold is a 24-7 hardcore championship. So... If anybody were to come find me and anybody wanted to challenge me, if they had a referee, I have to defend my title. So you know what? If you want to come up here to Fargo September 10th or September 17th, I got myself a couple good shows. I'm looking for a new and I guess I guess I'm going to have to say challenger of an older age. I can't say really old lady, but you know, or an old maid, but I'll say I'll say challenger of a different age group. That wants to fight. I'm willing. I'm willing. Let's do this. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Rob. I got a question for you. Is, is it? Uh, would it be possible uh, that uh, that could happen? Maybe we can have the maestro uh, come out of retirement for uh, for one last run. <laughs> anything? Well, you know, in, in wrestling, you'll never say never. So anything oh, possible. That's true. Point, right? And and if nothing else, <laughs> and if nothing else, bro. You could wrestle Matthias, and Granny would be your manager because, you know, with all my knee issues, you know, it would be hard for me to absolutely be in a wrestling match. So I could be your manager, and, you know, you could take well, on Matthias. And speaking me. of managers, and I, speaking, I just so happen to know a managerial extraordinaire 
that uh, looks a lot like me except a little bit taller. And uh, I know he would like to take a swing of his golf club at Granny Holster's. So you know what? Oh, Let's make yeah. the match. Oh, so J. Fox. Okay, whatever. Yeah, the big windbag. Oh. That's all he is. Okay, guys, we got we got to get we got to get back on track here. We got to get back on track here. This is Ron and Rob's time. Uh, but you know, Rob, real quick here, I was just thinking. I'm enjoying the show, so I'm fine. <laughs> well, Rob, here's what I'm thinking. We we if if Rick Flair can still wrestle his last match at 80 years old or 90 or whatever he is. You, Rob, at 39 years old, can still step into the ring, too. <laughs> oh, 39. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's helpful, generous of you. I, yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you, you know, my, not that you guys care, but my grandfather always told me one thing. He said, hey, if you don't act your age, make sure you don't look your age either. You know? <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks, Big Swing, for that. Uh, I, I got a touchdown. I don't know what that was about. But anyway, uh, so we have uh, we have Rob Kelman, uh, Ron Rossman is our guest here. So now you mentioned that you have uh, 13 projects that you have written down in your notebook. Fifteen. And you probably don't want to give any of those away right now. But when – let me ask you this. Not, then, uh, Rob, I'm going to ask you a question I've never asked you before in the previous episodes that you've been on. But, uh, Ron, when you, have, when you have an idea, are you like uh, – do ideas just come to you? Like, for instance, you'll be like, uh, you'll be like sleeping, and then at like 2 in the morning you'll get up for like a midnight snack. Uh, or in uh, Matthias's case, you'll go, get up for like a, a midnight hamburger or pizza or something. Steak. <laughs> Steak. Uh, now, do you, uh, do you like wake up in the middle of the night? You have like a dream, and then you like jot down the idea. Does that ever happen? Or you know that I'm one of the few. Thoughts. Yeah, I'm one of the few writers that don't have like I. I have very vivid dreams, and um, even though I may get some ideas from there, most of my ideas come from usually listening to music, or um, they'll just come. I mean, they'll just they'll just hit me. Um, with uh, Stroh's, Rob actually was doing that type of programming on his own, and I just wanted to kind of up the game. With your It, um, Greg Bow and I had been watching the movies that made us, and we were watching the, uh, the Halloween, the, the documentary on Halloween, and how John Carpenter took this zero-budget um, horror film that nobody really wanted, and not only directed it but composed it and all that, and it wasn't a very bloody or gory film. Um, you know, he left a lot to the imagination, and it became the staple for slasher flicks going forward. And I thought, I would love to recreate that somehow. And Greg Bo and I started talking about it, and then Your It came about. Um, on the idea for the wrestling show, uh, that came from um, me just wanting to make a film about Rob, and then... Um, thinking to myself, well, how could we kind of package this in what's currently going on with, like, Breaking Bad and, and, and shows like that, Better Call Saul. And I thought, you know, we could do kind of mix in Rob's uh, biography with this um, and make it successful. Other ideas just, just pop in my mind. Um, and it's really weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a def defined answer to that. They'll just pop in. And, and, and once they do, I have to write them down right away because – 
um, I have so many that they get they get crossed over. And then some ideas, you know, there'll be a piece here and a piece here that makes sense, but they don't make a cognitive story or a cohesive story. So I'll save those bits for something later. But uh, yeah, they just hit me. It's funny too when I'm writing a story. Um, I find the characters begin to write themselves, like they take on a life of their own, uh, and they actually lead me in what I'm writing. And and um, I think that's why I enjoy the character end of writing stories so much because it it's like that that free form writing of just all of a sudden I'm like, well, what would the character do? And the character takes hold of my hand and writes writes what it wants. And uh, I know it sounds kind of weird, but it's very true. So um, um, that's that's a that's a huge help. To me, when I'm writing scripts, to really to really make them genuine. But yeah, they just come to me. It's it's, it's bizarre. But my mind doesn't stop. It, it Rob will tell you it goes 120 miles an hour. It, it's I have horrible insomnia. Um, it just never stops, and it can be both a curse and a blessing at the same time. Uh, Ron Rossman and Rob Kelms are guests here on 89.1 Kens FM. We got uh, 23 minutes here left with uh, uh, the gentleman here. Now. Uh, and I know, uh, just so you guys, uh, uh, Ron, just so you know, uh, we're on the same page here. I did not bring you on tonight for to get myself a job and to get Matthias and <laughs> Granny Hulk's a job. That was not my plan, although it, it's kind of working out like that. Yeah. But let me ask you this now. Uh, uh, now, what if someone were to come uh, come to you with an idea uh, for, like, I don't know, like uh, a, a movie or a documentary or something, uh, do you like uh, take that into heart and say, well, you know, that could be that that could be good, maybe, maybe not, or uh, take us through that. If someone has an idea, uh, what advice would you give them if someone has an idea for you to make a project? Right. So um, I've actually I've actually worked on four separate projects that other people have come to me with. A couple of them are just scripts, and then. Uh, we, Rob and I just filmed uh, one um, a commercial for a vampire poker game that's really cool. Um, but uh, when people come to me, I ask them first how much involvement they want me. Do they want me just a ghostwriter and just basically take their ideas and put them into a script format? Um, do they want me just to film and set up shots? And at that point, when they give me their limitations, I don't cross those lines. Um, I might make a suggestion about, hey, this might be a better shot or... This may work better in the script, but I'm very respectful to the source material, very respectful to the director, to the, to the, the, the producer, whoever's coming to the film, because there's too many people in this industry who try to one-ups one each other and try to you know, uh, prove their, their worth and, and, and try to uh, upstage the people they're helping. It's really sad. It's, it's, it's an epidemic throughout the industry. I think Rob has seen it in wrestling as well. Um, so it's not a very selfless art form. So I try to bring that element, that element of integrity in. So like one project, there was a gentleman who, who made an amazing um, short film that was kind of a gangster-style film, and he asked me to help him write the sequel because he wanted to add more depth to the dialogue and, and more depth to character development. And so we spent um, several weeks. I would write something, send it to him, an act. He would approve it. We'd move on. He'd give me his notes. And so it's a very collaborative uh, project um, when it comes to that. When I'm filming, it's basically I ask the director where, what, what they're looking for, what shots they're looking for, and then I try to build those shots and try to make them better because uh, I want to give them the best product possible. So 
um, we just did one um, with uh, the, the Vampire Pro game, and we had a limited cast, but they wanted to make it look like a large club scene. And so what we did, we put the camera on a rail system, and I had, uh, well, the action director and I positioned everybody almost in a funnel, and we just slowly pulled the camera back and adjusted the focus so it looked like literally there was a huge crowd of people in there, and there were only like 12 or 13 people who were filming, but the effect was amazing. And whenever I get shots like that, I get really excited because that's, that's like, that's like my, my mecca. But um, that's, that's the process that I do. I, I, I try to pay it forward. A lot of people do stuff pro bono for me. Rob, um, the girl we just shot the commercial for, um, the gentleman who, um, who I wrote script for, they'll do stuff for me. And so I'm like, hey, if you need something from me, I just wrote another fan film script for a friend of mine who has been in several productions. He asked me, Ron, I want to do a, a Weapon X Wolverine fan film. Can you write me a script that, like a 15-minute short film intro to it? And I did that in about four hours and got it to him, and he was thrilled. And basically, I just took the comic and storyboarded it and, and figured how it would work and what he wanted to do. He told me some of the things he wanted to add to it, you know, add that in. It's like, you know, being Gordon Ramsay. It's like adding the right ingredients, seasoning properly so that when the stew is done, it tastes right and not, over, you know, not overindulging any, any one or particular spice. So... So, uh, Ron, have you ever had a uh, – and then, Rob, i got a question coming up to you. Uh, have you ever had a situation like uh, – you know, because being a director and a writer and a producer and everything, you travel a lot, obviously. Uh, do you ever, like are, – are you ever, like, on a – like, sitting on a plane with somebody or, uh, like, I don't know, uh, in the airport, whatever, uh, you know, and someone, like, starts talking to you and they start telling you their story? Uh do you ever think, well, geez, you know, that w- that might make an interesting documentary or a movie. Uh, has that ever happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's happened a couple times. Um, you know, you, you try not to be precocious by saying, oh, yeah, I make movies, because then you sound like a, a, you know, you sound like a douche. So um, I'll be on a plane or, or in a, uh, sitting in a restaurant having a conversation with somebody or meeting somebody for the first time, and they'll be telling me their story. Like, you know, if you ever want someone to, you know, go strike that, I, I, I would love to do that. Um, if you ever, you know, you ever think about putting that, a lot of people, you'd be surprised, don't want to. Like, they have no problem sharing their stories with friends, sometimes strangers, but they don't really want to put to word or film. I think sometimes because they're afraid there might be a ramification if a family member or, or a friend, you know, might recognize themselves in the story. Um, sometimes they just need someone to talk to, and that's a healthy way to, to vent, kind of like a, a very cheap therapy. But, um, yeah, it happens all the time. Um, Rob and Chuck's stories are two I would love to one day uh, just basically do a documentary on Rob from start to finish and, and also on Chuck because both of them have incredible stories um, that you wouldn't need any fiction at all to. They're, they're just totally engaging. Um, Rob made one uh, that was kind of a short documentary on him, and I remember I was completely engrossed by it. Um, and I thought, man, I would love to just kind of take him from when he started as, as uh, you know, his initial character to Gorgeous George, to the maestro, to Stro, and just show people what wrestling is like and, and the reality of it and the hard work and all that. Because I always get so upset when people say, oh, it's fake, it's staged. You know, it's, 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 it's an a- there's an athleticism to it that most people, most if not all people, could, pull, could not pull off. Um, there's so much involved. It's not just the physical aspect, but... The whole selling of the brand, the the, uh, the improving of the dialogue. You're, you're basically creating a mini film in every wrestling match. It's it's a it's an episode of a show, 
So there has to be drama. There has to be character development. There has to be that action element. There's so many moving parts, and I really get disgusted when people try to poo-poo or get patronized when it comes to wrestling because it just shows they have no concept of what goes behind the, behind the scenes. I would love to make a movie you know, about Rob's life and, and all the things he goes through, not just in his career, but how, how he prepares for matches and how he, he built up his reputation and some of the, 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 the triumphs and the heartbreaks. I mean, there's a lot of heartbreak in that sport. Um, and, and it, you know, people don't realize that either. You know, everyone sees the, the whole Kogan stories and thinks it's, it's a straight shot and an easy win. It, it's not. I mean, a lot of these guys put blood, sweat, and tears into it and end up remaining on independent circuits and never get a chance to really shine. And, and they've got it. It's just getting noticed and getting the right person in your corner. So, Well, well you know, Ron, uh, you know, when, uh, you know, eventually when, uh, you know, uh, in the future when we're on set together, I, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my story. And, uh, you know, um, I'm not going to bore anybody here with it now, but it is, it, there, there's a lot of heartbreak in uh, my story with my, me and my coach. And, uh, I, I think uh, you would be able to turn that into something. Uh, I would and love could, to, uh, and would uh, you know make a lot. But anyway, uh, let's go. Uh, let's go back to why we're here now, Rob. I got a question for you. Uh, you know, you've been in uh, many different films and uh, many different uh, 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 projects. Uh, one thing that I've I've never asked uh, another actor, and I've always wanted to ask uh, an actor this. Uh, you know, when you're when you're set up for a character. And, and you know you have to you have to do the makeup and this and that. Uh, what is the longest that you've ever been uh, in a makeup chair uh, for a role? Oh gosh. Uh, well, uh, I mean, with um, I, I know with the upcoming series, uh, it, the. Sinister Cinema. Um, uh, quite, quite a few of us were in makeup for uh, a good bit of time, right? So um, I, I, I would say, as long as I've about twenty, thirty minutes at least, at, at the minimum, right? Because I mean, every so it, when you when you when you're on so set like that, every every detail's got to be is is crucial, you know, as far as makeup so, goes. So when you so when they're when you're getting your makeup done, uh, you know, and you go and sh- shoot your scene and everything, uh, then when uh, your the shooting day is done, uh, you can't just whip off the the prosthetics and everything. You have to like be careful with that. You have to go sit down and have that uh, removed uh, uh, gently, right? I mean, then that takes more time, right? <laughs> yeah, it takes it de- definitely takes time for sure. Yeah, I mean. Um... I mean, I, I, I'll give you an example. Uh, Roddy McDowell and his co-star uh, in Planet of the Apes, I mean, it, it took hours upon hours to, to apply the makeup and and to take it off as well. I mean, even it, even just doing an appearances PR stuff, it, it would take the same amount of time. So, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's a process. And I suppose uh, also, uh, and I'm sure this is a correct statement, but when you're wearing all that makeup and you're under the hot lights of the production, it, it's it's even worse, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to, uh, you you basically have to be on uh, physically and mentally when when you're on set like that. So um, 
no, no matter how much makeup you got on, no matter what contraption you're wearing or or outfit, vice versa. I mean, you really have to step in and be on, and you know, no no matter what, when when they start filming. So I mean, if uh, if you deal with certain things, uh, you have to pretty much suck it up, Buttercup, until <laughs> it's cut into wrap. So. Uh, we have uh, we're on eighty nine point one Ken's FM here. We got about twelve minutes with uh, Ronald Rossman and uh, Rob Callum. Uh, one other question I'm going to ask you about uh, makeup, Rob, is uh, have you ever uh, went um, went off set wearing your makeup and just like freak somebody out, like going like to like a coffee shop or like a restaurant or something wearing makeup? Have you ever done that? Oh, quite a few times. Oh yeah. Um, I, I remember one time uh, I was uh, on set and a friend of mine that was a stand-up comedian, he, he did the whole uh, clown bit, right? He, he, he looks like he looked like Slash from Guns N' Roses with uh, clown makeup, basically. <clears throat> and uh, he kept he kept his on, I kept mine on. We went to have uh, went to a diner down down the road, right? And uh, <laughs> the waiter the waitress was so terrified to take your order, you know, she. She literally took an ex- extended bathroom break and had someone substitute for her, right? And then the manager was just just laughing hysterically about the whole thing, right? Because you know we're just yeah you know, we're just casually eating and talking, minding our own business. And <laughs> so 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 because she didn't finish waiting on you, that means you don't leave your tip, right? <laughs> well, we we tipped the manager because she ended up taking the order, but <laughs> the, the, the lady missed the lady missed out unfortunately. Hey, uh, we have, uh, yes. Ask Rob about Dorothy. He's got some really amazing stories about Dorothy. From the Wizard of Oz? What? What? Who? No, 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 no. Not from the Wizard of Oz. He's got oh, okay. some funny well, stories well, about well, uh, Dorothy. Well, we have a few minutes. Tell, tell us about Dorothy. Who is Dorothy? Oh, Dorothy's my little girl. Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah, you'll be you'll be seeing her in the upcoming series as well, uh, and she's like the life of the party, and and she's also in the uh, the little project I do on Facebook every Friday night, as, as the well. Frozone. Uh, yeah, yeah, and she, yeah, she's she's quite the she's the life of the party. She uh, stories I can tell you about Dorothy. Oh my gosh, I mean. I'll give you one example. I'm, I'm driving down the road to an event, right? And and the person in the other lane looks at my way and then freaks out. Like, you've seen a ghost and pulls over. And I'm like, what's this guy's issue, right? So I, I pulled over to the side of the road and checked in the back seat to what he was looking at. And sure enough, there's Dorothy pressed against the window with her hand up like she's waving. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you need, to, you need to check out Stroh's page icon and on Friday nights when he does the Zone, and then you can see what Dorothy looks like. All right, Ron, I, ha- I have an idea for the wrestling thing. How about this? You have Matthias in the movie. You have Dorothy in the audience as a fan, and uh, she slaps Matthias uh, on the way to the ring or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. As long well, Dorothy can help Granny slap Matthias on his mm-hmm. way to the ring. Well, well, no. What I'm saying is, uh, here, here's what it would be: Granny brings her granddaughter to the the event, 
uh, and uh, Matthias gets in Granny's face, and then uh, Dorothy is the one that stands up for Granny. I mean, oh, that so would be Dorothy's a war. Oh, Dorothy's going to be Granny's right granddaughter. There we go. Can we make that happen, Strobe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you guys really hit it off. That'd be great. <laughs> well, well, what does what does the director think about that? What do you think about that, Ron? Idea? I love it. I love it. We're trying to get Dorothy more and more involved in projects. Uh, she's uh, she has very high demands. It's, it's really hard to to get her to sign contracts. Uh, she needs her own trailer. Um, you know, she's got to have a golf cart take her to and from sets. Even if they're like five feet away, um, has to have a specific can, stuff on the craft table, gluten free. <laughs> uh, I have no, I have no clue how old Dorothy is. I really don't. I've thousands, heard a right, lot of, Rob? I've heard a lot of amazing stories about Dorothy. Well, I know she likes Dorothy. Well, might, she I think Dorothy might even scare Matthias. You know, Matthias likes these scary movies and stuff. I think Dorothy might even scare Matthias. I mean, you well, know. Rob, how how Rob, how old is Dorothy? I really don't know. I, I know she's, she's been a little girl for a long time, but <laughs> um, I, I give you a funny story about a head headbanger. Uh, remember the headbangers, right? Yeah, Mosh and Thrasher, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was Mosh, I believe. Uh, that I was. Don't tell me she beat up Mosh. Well, we were taking a picture together, right? After one of our matches, and uh, he, he he stopped me and said, can, can, "Can you stand beside me because Dorothy freaks me out?" I'm like, really? Okay, <laughs> so I ended up having Dorothy next to me. <laughs> Dorothy was freaking him out. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so uh, uh, Ron. Uh, uh, real quick here, uh, we we have about uh, well we got about uh, five minutes left here. Uh, now, real uh, so uh, our fans can uh, check you out and see it. You got a Facebook, an Instagram, a oh, YouTube, yeah. a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. Uh, a uh, my number <laughs> listeners do not answer this again. Something like that. What do you got? So um, yeah, so for Stroh's Sister Cinema, uh, you go to Facebook and just type in Stroh's Sinister Cinema. Um, if you want to find out about all of our productions, it's on Facebook under Be Your Own Hero Productions, all spelt out, Be Your Own Hero Productions. Um, that has everything from The Devil's Daughter to Stroh Sister Cinema. Uh, the Devil's Daughter is on YouTube. It's The Devil's Daughter, A Harlequin Story. We also have a Facebook page, Real Devil's Daughter, on Facebook. Um, and then, of course, all of Stroh's stuff is www.thestroh.com. And he has links to all of his, he's got a myriad of different uh, places you can find him, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, IMBD. Um, so and for guys, right like me that can't, for guys like me that can't spell, uh, how do you spell Stroh's? Uh, S-T-R-O. <laughs> oh, that's, not, that's yeah. S-T-R-O, that's it? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. thestroh.com, www.thestroh.com. Oh, right, right. And then Stroh's Sinister Cinema. And Sinister Cinema is spelled S-I-N-I-S-T-E-R, and then Cinema is spelled S-I-N-E-M-A, so we're playing on the uh, the cinema word under the word sin. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, we have about uh, four minutes left here. Uh, uh, Rob, uh, uh, how can uh, fans find you? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, what do you got? Oh, gosh. 
thestro.com, my official website, uh, thestro.com slash merchandise for my merch, uh, facebook.com slash stro the maestro on Facebook, Twitter at Sandestro, Instagram at Stro Maestro, I'm on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash realpapastro, and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Stro Maestro. All right, awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, we have we only have a few minutes here, uh, so let me ask you this real quick here, uh, Ron. Uh, you're uh, you're you're a fairly fair young guy. I know you're in your uh, early thirties. Uh, so, how many uh, how many projects would you say that uh, you want to try and put, uh, say, from now until let's say twenty twenty eight? Uh, do you want to try and do two projects a year, three projects a year? How many projects do you want to try and put out uh, between now and then? Uh, so ideally, I would love to do uh, two projects a year, uh, two major projects, and then uh, you know two or three uh, small you know um, short films. But when I got into this, um, I wanted to make twenty before I before, before I retired twenty films that I would really be proud of, uh, 20 full-length feature films. Um, so I'm not counting Real Devil's Daughter because, again, that was a trial by fire and a fan film, but Your It will be my first, um, and then I'll be going from there. So um, I've got the, those films that I want to make in my mind, a couple of my remakes. Um, so if I can make 20 really good films that people say, man, I love that film, whether they be mainstream or cult classics, I would be a happy camper. And uh, would it be cool uh, a couple of years down the down the road after uh, you know uh, you have me on one of your films or all of them? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, there there's like a uh, the the Ron Rossman icon box set uh, on 4K <laughs> and Blu-ray, and, uh, and if you want, we'll even make some VHS for you. Uh, I could live with that. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. Well, you know, like I say, I I, I didn't bring you on here for, for to to get a job, but uh, uh, I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we we only have we have about uh, we have about two minutes here to wrap this up. So uh, Ron, real quick here, if you could give uh, uh, one piece of advice to someone out there that's just starting out that wants to be a director, writer, producer, what advice would you give them? Um, this is not mine. I think it's either Scorsese or um, I think it's Scorsese. Film everything. Don't don't whether it comes out good or not, uh, whether it comes out the way you want or not. Film it. Get it produced. Put it out there um, because you'll get better with each each shot. Um, a lot of people are like I was afraid of failure, and so I held back. No, make your films. Have that thick skin. Have people give you criticism. But just make them. Get it done. Just, just, just get it done. And with each chance, with each time, learn and try to be better and listen to advice. There's a lot of people out there that have good advice. Don't be so full of yourself that you're not able to take that, that advice. I always say the man who knows everything stopped asking questions. So um, uh, just get it done and, and, and be willing to take a couple of lumps and, and learn from them. You know, I, I like how you mentioned that. Uh, don't be afraid of failure. I myself am definitely not afraid of failure. All you got to do is look at uh, some of my old report cards. 
Anyway, thanks, Big Spring, for that. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, thanks for uh, making this a, a great evening. We appreciate you guys, and we'll definitely have you guys on again. And uh, can't wait to uh, see you guys in person down the line. It'll be awesome. We love you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, I appreciate guys. it. Thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Rossman and Rob Kellum, ladies and gentlemen. These guys are awesome. I love these guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, Granny, like I say, I wish you could have uh, called in last week. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hey, awesome. Hey, it's okay. And, uh, I got to talk to him tonight, so it doesn't, it's, uh, it's perfectly fine. Things happen, well, you, you know, know, and got to love modern technology, you know. But, I, but it, was, it was more special for me to get to talk to him tonight since it was my birthday. So, you know, that's what made it fun. So. Well, I'll tell you, uh, here's the thing. You know, Ron was on last week. Now, you can believe this or not believe this, but here is the honest truth. I knew today was your birthday. I knew that you were oh, upset that you I didn't get, I knew I knew that you were upset that you didn't get to talk to him, so I, I uh, asked if he would come on for your birthday, and he did. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Rob's, I tell you, Rob's an amazing guy. I tell you, he, I tell you, he would give you the shirt off of his back even if he didn't have one to give you. That's how much he cares about his friends and his family and everybody that he knows. I mean, he would he would help. I, I think he would help anybody out that needed help. I really do. You know, well, you and know, I, 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 I... Go ahead, sir. No, I'm just saying, I think he would just, he would just be there if, if anybody ever needed help. I think he would just be there for anybody that ever needed help. I mean, he would do anything. I think he would do anything for anybody. I really do. That's just the type of and, guy he uh, is. I'll tell you what, though, Matthias and uh, Granny, wouldn't it be, uh, you know, I, 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 I am taking it at face value. Won't that be great when we're all involved in this project? I that would be great. cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. And, uh, but yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have to check out his throw his throw zone icon because then you'll get to see what Dorothy looks like. <laughs> All right. I was hoping uh, he would know, tell that story about the one of her waving. Well, you know, here here's the cool thing. Uh, now, Matthias, I mean, if if you could handle it, maybe we could just carpool and go out there. I don't see why not. I don't see why we can't make that a possibility. I mean, just think, if we can save the director money on travel, that would be more money in our pocket for the film. Yeah, now you got it. And uh, more <laughs> more food during catering. Uh, we got about, uh, well, we got about uh, four minutes here left before the show's uh, done, before the uh, theme music is uh, coming up. But uh, we got uh, we got a big show next week, um, and uh, we have another amazing film movie actress uh she's been in a lot of major films uh and you'll have to find out on thursday on our page to see who that is but it's going to be great and uh, it is going to be very awesome uh so matthias what do you got coming up uh as far as wrestling goes coming up well again as we mentioned uh september 10th well they're going to have the roller derby event we got bzw rumble on the river two in fergus falls minnesota while i will be in the main event rumble to determine the uh, BZW Royal uh, Rumble to River Champion. Then the 15th and 16th, I will be fighting in Minot for a newer company that's just emerging out there. The 17th, again, we got BZW. Uh, this one's for the vets out in Moorhead, Minnesota. 
where I've got a big surprise coming your guys' way, but I will uh, I will save that for the week after the show because uh, uh, I know it's going to affect everybody in a certain way. So we'll, uh, we'll just leave it for that. And I promise you, Granny, it will change your life. And Icon, I don't know how it's going to affect you, but you'll see. Um, and then I believe that my next booking will be two weeks later, October 1st, out in Butte, Montana. So I got quite a drive there. And then I think I'll be pretty safe through October until December. Uh, no, November 25th for EWI Black Friday. And then December uh, 17th for my APW World Heavyweight title defense. And that's all the current bookings I believe I have for now. Well, uh, I was going to ask you about uh, taking on Sergeant Slaughter or somebody like that. Who, who, who's that? Well, speaking of the devil, I was actually going to mention that. Um, well, my whole opponent for this upcoming September 17th show was supposed to be a surprise, according to Nick and Zach of Below Zero Wrestling. But then I uh, go on Facebook this previous Sunday night, and I realize they posted about it. So, therefore, I will be taking on the Mean Marine, Mason Mayhem, who wrestles out of Minot, North Dakota. He's been on a little hiatus uh, for about a year or so, I believe. I have not seen or heard from him. But I hear that apparently he's back. So I'll be uh, taking him on in his uh, Below Zero Wrestling debut. Okay, so you've never wrestled this guy before. Actually, I have. Uh, for Puffamania, uh, their second show, they had me take on Mason Mayhem. And uh, so I faced him once before, so it's basically uh, just meeting of the minds again two years later. And uh, were you successful during that bout? No, because... Uh, he cheated. Uh, well, he did cheat because he used the metal turnbuckle. I decided to uh, pull the turnbuckle down to... Uh, bust his bald head in a little bit well didn't turn out my way i hit the metal turnbuckle i concussed myself and he threw me down and put me in the uh the uh crippler crossface as they called it back then and uh and i passed out from the pain i just couldn't i, I didn't give up i didn't want to give up my body just said nope time to go and out i went well now was that the same event where you lost your uh medallion thing no, that was actually the very first Below Zero Wrestling event. That was when I was going one-on-one uh, -on -one and dealing with El Machismo. Uh, speaking of which, I have not heard from him in a long time. I think after the beatdown I gave him before I tried to win the Fargo title, I think that retired him from pro wrestling. I have not seen nor heard from him recently. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I, I know a good <clears throat> friend of his, and, uh, you know, anyway... Uh, well, that's a story for another time. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if you ever get in the ring with uh, Machismo, I'll, I'll be in your corner, and then uh, we can have uh, his mutual friend in his corner, and uh, <laughs> I think that'd be a great match. Oh, I mean, like I said, El Machismo was very, I could see he was dedicated to be a superstar, but, you know, when, you, when you're in the ring with North Dakota's number one heel, the man from every woman's dream and every man's greatest nightmare, you never know what Matthias will turn into. And after you hear... All the hell I was put through through the ring, whether it's thumbtacks, steel chairs, cheese graters, barbed wire. People tend to you go, you know what? This guy might be a little bit of a psycho. I'm kind of afraid of him. I'll step back from him. But some people have the uh, cojones to step up to me. So, El Machismo, if you're listening out there, if you ever want a one-on-one -on -one match with me, you got a kick in hand and coming to you. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we got to go until next week. Love each other, care for each other. Uh, see you next Monday night, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. every Monday night. Uh, Come see us again. We'll see you then. Bye.
Thank you.